Uh, I, I believe it. So you almost got taken by a ghost. Pretty much. My name is Elise, and you are? <laughs> I gotta get my podcast voice on. I'm Carol. I can't compete with that. That sounded kind of good, the way you said it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I sound so weird. <laughs> okay, so I got mom's story for today. I finally translated it. Um, okay, so before I get to that, I just wanted to try something out. Oh, okay. And I tried it out um, with my husband, but he's not a native English speaker, so he ruined it. okay so answer me okay don't think about this too much okay what's okay what's one plus four five what's five plus two i don't like shut up seven i don't (laughs) i don't like that this is math let's start over again Okay. okay who okay what's one plus four five what's five plus two seven What's seven? Take away three. Four. Name a vegetable. Celery. Why celery? You're weird. <laughs> okay, so the whole thing is like, <laughs> why celery? All right, so it says that. I don't know. <laughs> so. I, don't, I never eat it. What the heck? Okay, so, you know, this thing's supposed to be like nine times out of ten people answer carrot. Why? Because it's like. That's nothing to do with four. What? <laughs> Wait, what? What do you say? What? It's like a trick. No, because usually, yeah, yeah, usually those tricks is like it because it sounds like oh the word. No, no, no. In this case, it's because it's like um, it's according to actual cognitive cognitive science. Um, carrot is a prototypical vegetable. Uh huh. It should be the first thing that comes to your mind if you you know the the easiest way that your mind the vegetable that your mind associates with the concept of what a vegetable is oh i think i was trying to say lettuce but i couldn't remember what it was called so the next green thing that popped in my head was celery (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's supposed to be a thing i don't know Hmm. i just want to try that out you ruined it sorry What did your husband say? I forgot. He has something lame. <laughs> I think he said like tomato or something. <laughs> it was like that. It it was a dumb thing, and <laughs> it was not a carrot. And then you come up with celery. <laughs> All right. So I, so you know, mom told us the thing, the story. <laughs> so mom told us in Spanish, you know, and I translated it, and. Uh, when I'm translating it, I was thinking, like, how was this ever acceptable? <laughs> when I translated it, I mm-hmm. had to think of it in a more subjective way. And it's like, how, yeah. like, how was this okay? And, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, it, it started before I was born, right? Before mom even got married. Mm-hmm. Wait. So it's been like, so the way that mom tells us is like this story, it panned out at least like four years. I think so, yeah. It it was a while. So we were thinking about what to use instead of the real names of the people in this story because we were talking about actual people that we know. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't get the permission for releasing this and I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> this is too crazy. I, I said, you know, like now that when when I started to listen and translate and just reading it, I'm like, what the? <laughs> I'm always surprised by how it happened because I was telling my husband too, like two nights ago, I was explaining to him, and as I could hear myself, I'm like, what? <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna start reading what mom told me, and like I, I think I said before, I'm gonna mention again. Um, the you she's talking about is me because I was the one that was a baby during this time. Although this started before I was born, before my mom got married. Oh, no. I'm not sure. Anyway, before I was born. Okay, so mom told me. <clears throat> should I eat it as a you or should I say my name? Uh, you, right? No, say, Just say, say, your, say your name. 
The misma sentence structure has to change. Okay, just say you and then. I'm just, not say that you smart. then. just say and you then. And I'm not that strong. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I couldn't do math, by the way. <laughs> you remember the prompt it gave me, right? Once you started saying those numbers, I was just... I was like, oh, crap, this isn't going to be good. Because <laughs> yesterday was Black Friday sale, and I was trying to buy this thing. And it was like, you know, excuse my husband. He was like, oh, you know, like, if you buy, like, are you going to buy, like, the big bottle? I was like, yeah, but I feel Pegasus is expensive. And he's like, so why are you, you going to, so you're going to buy the smaller one? And he's, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you, you know that there's, like, a big difference, right? Like, the amount that you will be losing is, like, 50 bucks. Like, <laughs> If you were to get the amount, the smaller one is expensive by the value of 50 bucks. But I did not know that. I'm like, no, it's the same. He's like, do the math. And I'm like, try to do the math. But I didn't have the calculator app. I didn't know where it was. <laughs> so I was doing it on the, you know, on the browser. And I'm, it takes forever. I'm just like doing, I'm like doing the thing, and I'm like suffering. I just cause like give him my phone, and I give him the phone, and he just does the math. Or he also didn't. And actually, you know why I hate him because he set the number just the top of his head, you know, without Ew. doing the thing. I hate, I hate that. And then, and then, um, he did it on the calculator, and then he's like, "Look at this," and I'm like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> so, I'm not good at math. And, like, I try to push my kids to the math of the night when I can't do something. Okay, so now I'm just going to say my, my my daughter, the little one, she's learning the multiplication tables. And mm-hmm. now she learned the seven. And I'm really bad at that one. And I have the paper where mm-hmm. it has the answers. And I'm supposed to make her practice every day. So in the mornings, I, I'm like, hey, tell me the whole, like, table of seven. And she was saying it. And once she gets to the difficult ones... Can you do the seven? I think so. Okay, how about I tell you seven times six? <laughs> 42. I know that one. How about seven times eight? 56. Because that one's five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. That's how I know it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I ever remembered that one. Well, now I'm going to remember. Yeah. Do you, do but you, it, so... you get thrown off when they say eight times seven. That's the only issue. Off. You get thrown off your rhythm. Yeah. Is that helpful? I, I was going to say I'm going to tell my daughter, but I just I don't want her to be stupid. I don't want her to let learn her, her the become right way. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, um Okay, so um in the story, you're going right. to when you say you, it's going to refer to you, Elise. Yes. Okay. This is direct translation okay anyway mom says before you were born we were living on a second floor my two brothers slept on the same floor as me your uncle always complained that someone was messing with his door at the time he said that at night he would hear the door handle rattle so he would scream out to jay which is one of my uncles i'm going to change it to jay he would shout at him like hey stop bothering me i'm trying to sleep (laughs) So, my uncle, the one that's, like, complaining, his name is being changed to M. So, it's my mom, Uncle J, and Uncle M. So, Uncle M would hear his door rattle, and he would tell Uncle J, like, you know, stop it. And then he would get up and uh, lock the door to make sure that the person he was saying that was Uncle J doesn't try to open the door to bother him. But, uh... I'm really bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't you have this written out? <laughs> I do, but the way I wrote it. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Okay. Let's open the door to bother him. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> okay. Somehow, but I don't know how, I think we got used to this happening. And I didn't think it was more than someone pranking each other. M kept thinking that it was Jay, but we didn't really care to investigate the situation or pay too much attention to it so we would just ignore it for the most part any comments um i don't if i mean i've only you know it was when we were growing up it was only us two so and you know we shared a room so there was like no i guess prank we were, we were never really the type of people who like played pranks on each other no we didn't well uncle f wasn't like that uncle j was the one that he was like 
he had like behavioral issues <laughs> yeah yeah so like i don't know if if uncle if you know my brother jay were saying like no it wasn't me it wasn't me i don't know how long uh, i don't know it's creepy uh, but i mean knowing how uncle jay might have been when he was a kid like you know you would just think that he's just lying and he really is the one that's like rattling the door yeah and he would do kind of stuff like mom told me that he would go into uncle m's like bedroom and like take his clothes to go to a party or something yeah and he like just put it back dirty Mm -hmm. like he wouldn't even bother like pretending making it look like he didn't take it he would just put it right back yeah so I think Uncle Emma would think that Uncle Jay is trying to like invade his like room invade mm -hmm. his like privacy or something it wouldn't be that weird yeah at least until this point you know it's still it makes sense that it there's a chance that it could have been Uncle Jay yeah because they all had their own bedrooms so Mm -hmm. at, at this time they're they're uh, adults young adults like uncle M was college age around this time he's the youngest one he was college <clears throat> he was mm -hmm. in college at the time so mom continued so we mostly dismissed what M was saying and this continued for a long time then what happened is that Jay and my door too my door also this thing happened a few times that I would hear the doorknob being turned and the door being pushed. It's like as if someone was trying to open my door. Then, as this became a common occurrence, M would start to get angry because it was mostly his door. Uh, he swore that it was Jay, but Jay always said that it wasn't him at all. The whole situation with the doors wasn't stopping and eventually He's like, well, I'm not sure, maybe as a joke, out of being annoyed at the situation. And what he did was he gave whatever was making the door rattle and move a name. He gave it a name as to have something to yell at. Like he would say, hey, you, mm -hmm. and the name that he chose, it started with an R. So at this point, they were thinking it was, it had to be some uh, presence that was doing this. I guess so, kind of like a joke or something. You know, kind of you just make make something. Um, like actually, my my friend actually, he she has she had a similar situation. Like she had um, when she got married with her husband, um, uh, it was only them, and for some reason, like a part of their house, like she jokes that she says it was haunted, but um, part of her apartment, there was like something would make like noise and like things would like drop or something like that. And, like, they weren't scared because, you know, they didn't see anything. But they were kind of, like, joking. They, they gave the thing a name. They said, like, oh, it's it's a name with a J. It's like, oh, it's J. Oh, J started again. Like that. Mm. You know. And I'm like, she told me about it. I was like, don't do that. anyway. <laughs> so they did that, you know. But she said it was kind of like a joke. Like, oh, that's going at it again or something like that. So I think it's, like, probably something like that. It sounds like, you know. It seems like it was really natural somehow just just like shifted into giving it like a name which it kind of sounds weird to me but apparently people have done that like uh, like i said you know someone that i know mm -hmm. the same exact and so mom said you know he would scream like hey you and the name that he chose it started out with an r she said hey you, you know, r stop it as i said jay would say that it's not he would say it's not me it's not me you know but we still didn't believe him and he would really get angry. He would say, yo, I'm not even outside of my room. <laughs> we built the third floor of the house. And we moved to the third floor when you were a baby. Until then, we had been living on the second floor. Um, there were bedrooms for your uncles who were still single. And my room had a small kitchen and everything. So anyway, we went to the third floor after you were born. And your aunt moved in with us. Your aunt D. Yeah, she was living with us to go to school near us, and she was here to help me with you. So, so when this thing that happened with you, you were really small. Around, what, three months old or something like that? So what we would usually do, a routine, I would cook during that time. Your aunt would watch you and get ready for school. Her school was in the afternoon and evenings. So one day I was done with food, and I went to shower. And then your aunt went out to school. Uh, she said bye to me and she left. 
so I went to lie down with you. I was in my robe and you were all bundled up, I remember. I was lying there and I was watching you sleep. I always watch how you would breathe, so I was just there watching you. And then, at the foot of the bed, I felt like the mattress started to sink. Oh god. So I was able to catch at the corner of my eye first. It was someone that was putting their weight on the bed. So I saw for a second and I remember seeing this person wearing... Well, it's weird because the person was wearing the clothes that your auntie had been wearing earlier that day. It was this gray, grayish purple sweater and a black skirt. I didn't really have time to notice the details of it. I wasn't given time to think and realize that I had seen your aunt already change her uniform after she had changed. I remember that the face of this person or spirit, uh, this person had a face that was really like your aunt. Your aunt and your, and your uncle M, especially when they were younger, they looked really alike. They looked like brother and sister. Um, but this one looked like your aunt, except the face was a bit longer. It had long black hair and was thin, like her. So I really quickly asked her, You're here? Didn't you go to school? And I got something like a little, like a little smile from it. Mm -hmm. But this was all very, very quick. And then this person or spirit stretched out their arms. These really long arms toward you as if to pick you up. And by instinct, I held you up to my chest and I said, no, no, the baby is sleeping. And then I realized, uh, wait, Dee is not here. She's at school. And so I turned my head to look and no one was there anymore. It was also very, very quick. It was just a matter of seconds. I didn't even notice though when the bed sprang back up from what seemed to be the weight of someone on it. It was just very, very quick. I'm just, it's, I can't imagine that happening and what I would do. Yeah, it's, it's really, and you know, I heard this part, mom describing it, you know, different times and it's always the same description. Yeah. You know, this person, or this thing that looked like a person just suddenly getting trying to get on the bed to pick me up <laughs> I mean you know how like you see something really quick and you just it's like a matter of seconds before your brain makes any yeah. sense of it you know mm -hmm. because yeah then she's like wait you're not supposed to no one's supposed to be here you know And then it continues, but during the whole time, I didn't hear any voice or anything. I don't know what it sounded like. It just smiled only. It never said anything to me. So soon after he disappeared, I started to feel very confused and scared. I got up holding you. I was always holding you during this time. I went around the house to see if Dee actually was home, but she wasn't. I had this ornament of a metal cross on a wall, so I took that and I put it on your back during this whole time as I was walking and looking for Dee. Then, then I went down the stairs to the other floors, uh, as this was a two-family house at the time, so I, and I expected to see anyone there, but actually I was completely alone. Then, I heard someone open the outside fence and I went to see who it was, and it was your grandfather. Thankfully he was back home, and he sees me there crying and crying a lot I'm just holding you and my dad asked me what was wrong because I was in such bad shape and I told him what had happened and he said we have to clean the room it, it tried to take the baby and I said but why she's so small and he said no no let's do some let's do some cleansing of the house you know he used to know about spirits and religion and so he put on iron scissors in the shape of a cross under your bed and he started to splash holy water that he already had he started to splash the holy water and he was also striking the mattress of your bed praying as if he was hitting someone and telling the spirit to leave and that it wasn't welcome mm. 
you know, right now that I'm thinking about this right now, was it even, is it like a poltergeist? What's the difference again? I think a poltergeist is able to like move stuff. Yeah, because this thing is like actually moving stuff, right? Yeah. I'm going to send you the definition right now. Okay. In ghost lore, a poltergeist, German for loud ghost or noisy spirit, is a type of ghost or spirit that is responsible for physical disturbances, such as loud noises and objects being moved or destroyed. Most claims about or fictional descriptions of poltergeists show them as capable of pinching, biting, hitting, and tripping people. They are also Mm. depicted as capable of the movement or levitation of objects, such as furniture and cutlery, or noises such as knocking on doors. Uh They have traditionally been described as troublesome spirits who haunt a particular person instead of a specific location. So that makes sense, at least with, like, Uncle M. We know that, Mm -hmm. you know... He, that thing had a fixation on him yeah throughout yeah. those years and no. then mm-hmm. the door rattling and i believe there was like other things right yep mom's gonna tell about that mm-hmm. so i guess it would be kind of like a poltergeist so then when your uncle m actually got home i told him about what happened and when I described what the spirit looked like, his hair, his face, he started to say, no, 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 that's him, that's him. Because it turns out that at the time, he had already felt tortured by seeing him, the spirit. We didn't know the details of what had happened. I think he didn't want to talk about it too much, of course. We never actually asked him to tell us what he did say or speak. Uh, we never actually asked him to tell us what he did We never asked him to tell us exactly everything that he went through. We only heard what he decided to speak to us. Uh, speak about... I'm sorry, I, I, I wrote this word. What he did... Let me try again. We never actually asked him to tell us what he went through. We only heard what he, the stuff that he decided to tell us on his own. The spirit revealed itself to him, visually, to scare him even. He told us that he had seen a spirit floating above him while he was lying down on his bed even. Uh, yeah, not not touching, but just hovering above him, about a foot away from his chest. And what he would do is he would close his eyes and pray inside his mind, and he hoped that when he opened his eyes again, it would be gone, but it would still be there. He says he never saw its feet. It was always just floating. Uh, He got some help from the church. Uh, After this, after what happened with you, he decided to do something about this. He got some help from the church and also a healer. What he started to do from then is on every Friday night, no matter what was going on or where he was, he would get to his room to light a white candle and he would close the door and pray. I don't know how many times he had to pray the same thing over and over every week, but he needed to do this so that it could stop. I can't believe how we, I can't really believe how we didn't understand truly what happened until then, but it just escalated so much that the spirit even revealed itself to me, and then maybe it tried to do something to you. I'm not sure what it wanted to do or what could have happened, but it was so horrible. I didn't even realize though myself when the spirit was there in front of me what or whatever it was it took me a couple of seconds to go from aren't you at school to noticing how the body of the spirit or the thing was taller and even his hair was longer than your aunt so there were differences there but it was all so quick that it happened that i couldn't really think of it logically at the time Uh, so what happened was that my heart felt like it stopped after i realized it wasn't her I felt my body go cold after it disappeared and when I started to look around for someone in the house at that time and no one was there. Yeah, I don't think I would be able to walk around the house after that happens. I mean, I guess back then there was no choice because there was no cell phone so you can't just call someone to be like, hey, come over here, come meet me in my room, like I can't leave 
right? There, even if you had to make a phone call, you would have to walk out to where that phone is. But yeah, I would just be afraid that I would see the the spirit with every corner that I take, every corner I turn. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you could even live with this. But like she said, you know, it just escalated slowly. You know how you kind of get used to something, I guess, and it's just like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, because it seemed that they were, they knew, I mean, they thought that it was first a prank and then it just kind of like became to this thing like, ah, you know, maybe it is something there, but I'm not going to go like find out what it is or whatever. And then when it actually got scary, then they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. So mom continues. Um, your uncle worked a lot on this to try to get rid of it. It took a while, though. During that time, though, that situation got worse for him. He had he had some very difficult nights where I think he was almost facing the spirit on his own. He didn't tell us exactly what happened, but for example, once he scared us because he started to just foam at the mouth, pretty much paralyzed from fear. Oh God! But he didn't tell us any details, just that he had seen him. But we didn't ask him any more information. He had talked also with a local healer who had told him to actually get help from the church at that time. And following the instructions that they gave him very carefully was important. The spirit was very angry at M. One day he was walking home. Uh, yes, it was late after a party, but where we lived, the street was wide and it was empty at the time. So what happened is your uncle, you know how he has a deviated septum, right? So one night, mm-hmm. he was walking home and he says that he felt that someone basically grabbed him from the back of his neck and then also by the hair and just smashed him into the light post. That's how he got his deviated septum. He broke his nose. There was no one around and it was right in front of our house at the light post that we had in front. But there really was nobody and he just broke so it, it would be strange to think that he just broke his nose walking into her yard mm-hmm. he ended up having to go to the hospital that night he was just bleeding all over himself the healer told him that he needed to keep reading his psalms as the church had recommended him non-stop because if there had been this type of physical confrontation the spirit was very angry and we weren't sure exactly why but we think it's because around that time your uncle was looking into doing some work abroad and the spirit maybe didn't like that. We aren't exactly sure why, but it was a very possessive and angry spirit. What they had told him is that it was probably someone that had passed away and that looked at him, and it seems that he maybe had died on the street. Uh, like if people die in a sudden accident outside and they just die like that, their bodies get buried and everything, but their spirits just try to go on living go on trying to live their life but you know they can't so this person must have died and seen M around and at that time N was still in college so he must have seen him and maybe identified with him and attached because they were probably around the same age because really when I saw him yes he did look like M he looked like M and your auntie like I said you know they look similar so this like this was going on for a good number of years yeah i I guess so i mean at least the the personal like haunting yeah he didn't tell anyone because he was probably just he would probably sound crazy right (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it was a very possessive and angry spirit but your uncle kept at it he would lock himself in his room, it would be a certain hour, and then he would go to his room and just pray. It lasted a while, and during that time, we didn't really leave you at all by yourself. Eventually though, I'm not sure if it left or just shut down. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but we didn't see it anymore. What we did learn though, is that according to what we were told, we shouldn't ever say its name again. Or well, the or well, the name that your uncle gave it gave to him. We made the mistake of giving the spirit a name and using it the first time. Which, if you do, 
it lingers and then just stays. We just got so used to it somehow, I'm not sure exactly how. But before the incident with you, we did kind of understand something or someone was pestering us. As I said, the doors would rattle in our bedroom at night and the handles would move and shatter. We even just would shout at the door at the time, we would say things like, hey, you know, stop, I'm trying to sleep, <laughs> and even throw a pillow out towards our door. We didn't know that we were just making it all worse until it reached the point that even I saw the spirit and it tried to hold you or grab you. I don't know exactly what it was. So I asked, you know, mom, what do you think it was then? Mm -hmm. And she answered me, I don't know. I think it's a spirit. I didn't really believe your uncle for a long time, but even when I saw it, I'm sorry. I didn't believe your uncle for a long time, but then even I saw it, so it had to be something. Unless we were both thinking up and imagining seeing the same thing, and we were all experiencing also the same problems about the doors and the handles moving, it would have to be some type of mass hysteria type of situation, but I don't think so. Yeah. If I talk about this stuff, if anyone hears me, they would think that I should be locked up from all the crazy things that I am saying. But I don't know. It is what happened. And it was terrifying for us and your uncle especially. I don't know exactly what it was, but strange things happened there. And that's what she told me. That's, that's scary. So like after that, I mean, after Uncle M was, you know, actively trying to get rid of it, it just one day disappeared eventually it did but before that it got really like i said like i said it even like hit him apparently yeah hmm wait so i looked up and poltergeist is poltergeist in spanish <laughs> just do the spanish accent poltergeist <laughs> poltergeist <laughs> yeah um but it's the same thing like something that actually seems to be aggressive and defies physical laws it says but then if probably you ask uncle jay about it like what is he usually reply when you ask him so he's usually like yeah he's like oh no but i don't really believe in ghosts like after he told us his own experience with something like that's unexplainable <laughs> So, you know, from what I'm looking up right now about uh, poltergeist, it says, like, historically malicious spirits were blamed for poltergeist activity. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, like, you know, uh, Carl, uh, Carly Jung, you know, like, uh, what's it called, the psychoanalyst, you know, um, he says he was interested in the concept of poltergeist and, uh, <laughs> and the occult in general. Uh, Jung believed that a female cousin's trans states were responsible for a dining table splitting in two and his later discovery of a broken bread knife. Jung also believed that when a bookcase gave an expo explosive cracking sound during a meeting with Sigmund Freud in 1909, he correctly predicted there would be a second sound, speculating that such phenomena were caused by exteriorization of his of his subconscious subconscious sip <laughs> of his wow. subconscious mind. Freud disagreed <laughs> and concluded there was some type of natural cause. Um, Freud biographers maintained the sounds were likely caused by the wood of the bookcase contracting as it dried out. You know, that happens, right? Like, what do they call it? Like house noises? Mm-hmm. Has that happened in the place that you, where you guys were living now? Um, no, because everything's like cement. Oh, right. So it's not like, you know, wood creaking or anything at least in my bedroom i think the way the floor was uh installed like the, the wood floors they installed we installed it on top of like this cushiony thing but i think it was like too much cushion so that's why sometimes it like creaks a little bit if you walk around there so i was just imagining if i ever hear it creak from a floor like that's not something i can really excuse that it was like a house sound because uh. that only creaks when there's like weight on it did mom almost say that like something is there and you were like, mom, don't say it because I'm going to get freaked out. Oh, Did yeah. Did she actually tell you what it was? No, no. Oh, man. She didn't. I'm going to ask her to tell me. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I want to know. Also, I've heard apparently like Uncle M, you know, that hasn't been his only experience with um, 
you know, that sort of thing that... Because that was, you know, back uh, when they were living. 30 years ago. Yeah. And then even until maybe like 10 years ago or something, I know that he was like, he mentioned that he heard some stuff in his like new apartment and stuff. Oh, yeah. He said that like, I think I remember him saying that at nighttime you could hear like kind of like chains or something. Yeah. You could hear chain sounds and then he got a dog and those those instances like weren't as common not just the chain sounds but i think there was like other stuff um so then once he got the dog it wasn't that common but then he did say that like the dog would like look towards the i guess i don't know if it was a closet or like a basement door like that's usually where the chain sounds used to come from like sometimes the dog would just like stay there staring at that door oh my god yeah i don't know i mean i know mom is not lying about this i'm pretty sure that at the very least what she says she saw she saw yeah i'm pretty sure and the thing is that like it matches to what uncle was saying and i'm sure that he wasn't lying either at the very least i'm sure that he's not lying on what he thinks happened you know, if if I'm going to go to, like, the bare minimum of believing something, it would be, I'm pretty sure of that at the very least. Does, does this make you, like, I mean, what? Um, as in, I mean, I believe it. Like this, what do you, what would you think it was, this whole thing with mom? It has to have been, like, a presence. Because for it to appear and disappear so quickly, and then it's also matching what uncle m says he saw like the description right and then also uncle m it's not like he's just been bothered like once or twice like that you can just write off like oh it was just kind of like a i don't know maybe he's like sleep deprived and he's seeing things yeah it's been occurring to him for like years right so it's not it's not as if it's like a one time or two time thing where you can write something that he's seen he's heard he's felt decades yeah and I mean, I don't know to what extent mom or like Uncle Jay also might have heard these things happening to Uncle M, right. but it's it's a lot. It's very difficult to kind of just write it off as someone's imagination. Yeah, that's the part that like kind of gets me, you know. If somebody asks you, for example, straight out, do you believe in ghosts? What would you say? Mm, maybe. <laughs> still not enough yeah me too it wouldn't happen to me yeah it's like my brain kind of like separates you know these instances that have happened to someone i know who i know wouldn't lie about this right Mm -hmm. it separates that and then separates right other stuff just because like you said just because i haven't personally experienced anything um noteworthy i would say right oh question what do you believe in more uh that there's ghosts or aliens I mean, not. Uh, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. there's like extraterrestrial life somewhere. But I mean, like UFO. Which one do you believe more, UFO or ghosts? <sighs> That's hard. Because let's say if I were to say ghosts, then that means that there's this whole side of life that we just don't understand yet, like in terms of like science and and stuff like that because there's like these things that don't have a material body but are here and then if i say aliens then it means there's also a lot of like things that we don't know about life maybe maybe i believe more in ghosts than actual you know aliens with ufos right aliens they would have had to have like the same kind of luck that we have had right um and like being the right place at the right time and like developing the way that we've developed and then also they need to have developed to a point where they can travel light years because from what i guess scientists know like there's no like sentient beings anywhere near us mm-hmm. right so then that means that they would have to they would have had to develop to a certain point where they can travel this far and then also not have already conquered us and stayed hidden you know 
why would you want to keep watch of a society like ours that sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean sure like for aliens to be here and like watching us and come here like roswell and that type of stuff to be happening i think maybe as you said I guess as you implied is that there would have to be more variables. There has to be first of all sentient life around us, mm-hmm. or like developed enough to get here, and there needs to be a reason why we haven't been attacked or colonized or something. Mm-hmm. A lot of ifs. It's not like they should be afraid of our let's say warfare. <laughs> we suck, <laughs> right? Like com- compared to that, like they probably have more awesome weapons that, like, with just one thing, like the whole world, all the humans are gone, mm. right? So yeah. it's not like they're hiding, saying like, "Oh, like we don't want to like start shit we can't end." Um. <laughs> so, you know, in terms of like colonizing, they should have already like colonized us and then the whole term like oh like they're just waiting for us to kill each other off like we're gonna kill the earth before we kill each other off so there would be no point in just you know staying by the sidelines and watching that if they want let's say earth as the typical movie plot line like you know livable habitat if they're looking for that right meanwhile ghosts i mean they can't be too ambitious right (laughs) Uh, what what would have been the end game of this? <laughs> Is there any? I don't know. Just to be annoying, right? Yeah, I guess because even just normal alive people, there's some people who just get fixated on just ruining other people's lives. You know, toxic. Yeah, they just they live to be toxic. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> there's some people who. I mean, I'm not saying that all ghosts are like people who have like a rencor. What's it called? like a grudge or something grudge. but <laughs> if they do have a grudge then that could explain like why they want to stick around after <laughs> so there's like ghosts and then there's poltergeists and the poltergeists are like the toxic ones <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then like they gaslight you because, <laughs> because i mean like you know like nobody believed uncle for a while mm-hmm. he's kind of like this is happening <laughs> And like the, he, the thing wouldn't like show itself to others clearly. Yeah. So he would be kind of like a crazy person until eventually. I don't know what he could have wanted to do like with me. I mean, what? That's weird, right? That part I'm like, why? Just out of curiosity, maybe because I remember the, uh, uncle was really close to me. You know, when I was little, he's always been um, like trying to take care of me or you know hold me or whatever because mm-hmm. I was the baby, right, of the house. Maybe the thing wanted to like do the same thing I can never say I believe it 100% (laughs) I feel really bad for saying that because I know that she's not lying I don't know Uh, I I believe it so you almost got taken by a ghost pretty much where to maybe maybe the ghost was uh, friends with a duende and they're like hey I'll help you ooh so let's leave it at that (laughs) we don't know I think that's what everyone is leaving it at Except Uncle, I don't know, I haven't heard his final uh, statement on this, you know. Mm-hmm. You should ask him about it next time. Yeah. Alright, I'll try to get more deets. Okay, well that's it for today. We'll get back to it next time. We'll, we'll, we'll come back soon. Last We missed one, one week, but that's okay. We're not mm-hmm. quitting. <laughs> that's not what is happening. Um... <laughs> The schedule. It's your it's fault. Everything's your fault. The, it was my fault. <laughs> no, no, it was my fault. Cause, <laughs> no, because we, we recorded like some stories, but then my computer decided to not record at all. No, actually, it did record like four seconds, but it was just static. So, yeah, it was static and there was no... And like I recorded again, like after, you know, that fail thing and it was still static, but there was no static going on, you know here in life so um what if it was like the ghost the one that mom hinted at there being somehow somewhere in the house but then i could pr- i think i could probably convince myself like hey you've been living with this thing for like seven years like it'll be fine that's the only way i'd be able to like lead a normal life again once you reach that point of like oh my god ghosts are real because you've experienced something like very solid 
then I guess you start like a new phase in your life, you know? Yeah, I guess you can't go back、yeah. to like not ghost mindset. Once you switch,、mm-hmm. like it's there forever. You know, after, after I talk about like subjects with ghosts and stuff, I kind of get a little worried about looking into mirrors. <laughs> Yo, I just heard something really, like, actually, recently. I think mirror ghosts? Like, apparently, it's a thing? No. Why did I bring this up? <laughs> I, I mean, I think because it's as a lot of years ago, it was,、um, it was, I guess, kind of like a mystical thing to see a mirror, you know. Like, kind of some type of portal or something to. You know what? I was scared once, like, to look at myself in a mirror and see nothing. Oh, man. That's terrifying. Oh, that, that takes on a whole new. I know. Oh, no. Is that like my issues? I've never. <laughs> Probably. I've never even thought that was possible. <laughs> see? I have issues. Okay, Instagram. What's Instagram? Instagram? Before I forget. Then it got a weird podcast. Wait, is that, that's what it's called, right? Yes. Yep. And、um, our email is it got weird.podcast at gmail.com. Send anything. That's, <laughs> I don't care. I just, I'm just happy to get anything. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Surprise me. <laughs> I feel like you might, you might come to regret this. <laughs> Probably. I'll just block a lot. Right, just give me the tea, though. What? I need to know. I thought you said D. No, tea, the one that you drink. Wait, that. I'll, I'll fill you with. <laughs>、mm. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll update you on whatever arrives. All right, cool. <laughs> so that's it. Instagram, it got weird that podcast. Gmail. Wait, email. It got weird that podcast at gmail.com. My name is Elise, and you are. Carol. And this has been. And then it got weird. There we go. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Now we have to think of a better sign out next time, but this is what I have. This is, what, this is all I got now. <laughs> this is what we have to work with. All right, bye bye. All right, bye. Uh, I, I believe it. So you almost got taken by a ghost. Pretty much.
Uh, I I believe it. So you almost got taken by a ghost. Pretty much. <laughs>